Hey, this is Dan Goldstein with Real Talk at GCAR. In this episode, we're going to be talking millennials, what they want, where they want to live in the DMV, and how is you as a realtor can market to them. Our guest is going to be Harrison Beecher of the Capital Properties team in D.C. He's with Keller Williams. It's going to be a great show. Hey, welcome to Real Talk with GCAR. I'm Dan Goldstein, your host. And today we're talking with Harrison Beecher, the managing partner of Coalition uh, Properties at Keller Williams. He's a DC native. And today our topic is going to be selling to millennials and what are the best markets for millennials in the DMV. Harrison, welcome. Good morning. Yeah. Happy to be here. Yeah, great. Hey, you have an amazing background. You're a DC native and you were actually a football player at Georgetown. Tell me a little bit about that. That's pretty pretty amazing. That's right, yeah. Uh, one of those few rare native Washingtonians. So grew up in uh, Silver Spring, went to high school and college in the city. I was fortunate enough to play ball for a couple of years for Georgetown and had a great experience. Now, you're a new realtor, but you're off to a great start. Yeah. Um, uh, being, I guess, younger, right? The uh, NAR member report came out, I guess, uh, in the fall, talking about that average uh, prototype for a realtor nationwide is a 54-year-old Caucasian woman sells like eight homes a year. And I am none of those things. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, no, you are uh, a definitely newcomer to this, but you know, we need people like you doing this. And you know, you've been off to a great start. I'm just looking at this $30 million in sales, 800000 in gross commissions, seventy properties. How do you do it? Uh, we're really fortunate that our network supports us. So my whole goal with our business is to stay in touch with people, to be providing value, and to make sure through our social media messaging that we've got the evidence of success externally so that when people come to us, they've already done enough research and seen the things that we do. And I consider the three important things that get people to choose their realtor is they got to know you, they got to like you, and they got to trust you as a professional. So we have the social media establish that trust part. And then when we get to meet with them, it's about getting them to know and like us and share share the experience of buying a home in our area. Yeah. And I mean, when you're talking about people in social media, we got to talk about millennials. We know millennials are going to be the biggest market group in the next few years. Baby boomers are retiring. Gen Xs have their own home. But for new buyers, it, it's it's millennials. What are you looking at in terms of selling to this market? Everybody has their own horror stories about millennials. How have you been successful with them? Well, it's been easy for me because I am, uh, I guess, on the older end of the millennial spectrum. So I really think about how would I want to be sold to? And um, we got to think about differences in consumer behavior. So what's really different about millennials as compared to earlier generations is that we don't really trust big brands and we don't trust overt sales pitches. What we care about is experiences. So how are the people we're working with going to help create experiences for us? And how well are they connected to the communities that we want to live in and work in? So when we're looking at connecting with our millennial clients, it's about understanding the entire lifestyle that they want and explaining to them that just because they don't have the same resources and the prices are higher, they got to think creatively about the areas where they want to live and not just focus on what is hot and easy and sexy and attractive, but maybe look a little bit outside of that area for some real opportunity. And we know millennials are really big on community. You know, I think everybody is, but I think especially millennials. Uh, and they want to be socially involved in, the, in that community. And how do you market to them and say, hey, this is a great market because we've got X, Y, and Z in this neighborhood. You've got great opportunities to be part of this community. Just, you know, I mean, the D.C. market's phenomenal for progressive, you know, 
uh, active people who want to make make change and make a difference. So obviously, you've got to play into that. For sure. Uh, social entrepreneurship is a really important part of anybody trying to connect with millennials. So as a part of our buyer and seller consultations, we show them explicitly where we are giving back into the community. And we also, as a part of our client outreach events, do community service events where we invite our sphere and our clients. When people can see that we are actively giving back as a part of our sales strategy, that's a huge connection point. And it really speaks to how millennials want to work with someone that's got some heart and got some connection and they like shortcuts to be able to give back in the same way too because when everybody's real busy it's hard to kind of create and find different ways to give back so a part of our strategy is always making community service things that we do with our clients yeah and we've talked a lot about hey millennials hey when you walk through the front door they want you to be real they don't want you to be uh, you know, necessarily the most polished guy, but they want to be able to trust you. And I mean, have you found that in terms of that's what they want? Oh, yeah. 100% authenticity, right? If you, you know, get nothing else out of this, understand that authenticity and coming to meet them where they are, but be honest about where you are is important. And like I said earlier, we really can sniff out and smell uh, fake overt sales pitches. So we don't need that. Uh, if you're trying to connect with millennials, like telling your story and having a direct line to your story and what you can offer in terms of value is so important. It's not about selling. It's about showing that value and telling a story. Yeah. I mean, hey, I'm a Gen Xer. I'm, you know, I'm getting close to 50. Maybe, you know, a few years I'm going to get my AARP card. That's kind of scary. <laughs> but discounts. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but I guess that's a good thing. Right. But I was going to say is, is, you know, if you're not a millennial, if you're my generation, you're, you're in the baby boom generation, you're talking about who's been in this market, average realtors, 54, female, um, you know, been in this business for a while. You're, you want to make money. You got to market to this, this, uh, you know, this community uh, into millennials. How do you do it? Um, without coming across as, as, as fake. I think it's important to have a presence on all the networks where millennials exist primarily. When I did some research for a class that I taught last year about marketing to millennials, the truth was most millennials, especially the ones that have money, so the older millennials, are still primarily on Facebook. So you can't ignore having a presence on Facebook. Where we get a lot of our leads in terms of social media and communication is Instagram. Um, Instagram is where the most of my peers and sphere are, but we don't just post content to our feed. We really focus on stories. When we talked before about authenticity. The story is a uh, feature of Instagram that lets you show what you're doing every day. Like right before we sat down to do this interview, I included in my story that I'm here. And that's the type of thing that my sphere sees, engages with, and says, wow, that's interesting in terms of your daily activities. You're out selling, you're contributing to the association, you're doing other things. So as people are looking to connect with millennials, make sure you have a presence on all the different social media platforms. I'd focus on Facebook and Instagram as a place to make sure you're telling your story about what you do on there. Yeah. And, and I was going to say is we all talk to millennials. They don't like phone calls. You know, <laughs> maybe email is like that was a long time ago. How do you reach them and how do you do business with them? I mean, is it text only? And you talked about Instagram, you talked Facebook. But, you know, hey, when you're on when you got to deal with tactical, is it text only? You know what? I'll dispel that myth, man. Millennials will pick up their phone, but don't leave a voicemail. Do not leave a voicemail. Just send a text after. So you can use the phone to talk, and you will need to use the phone to talk when it's something important. But if you're trying to establish that initial conversation, set up a time to meet, go over minute details, save your phone conversations for the big rocks. So for all our millennial clients, we still pick up the phone and talk to them. We still meet face-to-face, -face, but we do have to be strategic in responding to them how they reach out to us in setting up the initial consults and in getting out to property showing. So it's a mix. We're not afraid of talking on the phone. Just don't waste our time on the phone. 
Hey, in the next segment, we're going to talk about how you convert those leads on Instagram and Facebook. We're talking with Harrison Beecher. We're going to be right back. Hey, Dan, you know, with so much information out there, sometimes it's so hard to stay on top of everything, especially if you're a busy realtor like us. Exactly, Eric. And that's why I'm glad GCAR is our resource for accurate and up-to-date real estate news, information, and training. And don't forget your advocate for local, state, and federal government regulations that can impact your business. From our website to our monthly magazine, this Real Talk podcast, and so much more. The Greater Capital Area Association of Realtors. Your resource, your advocate, your association. Hey, welcome back to Real Talk with GCAR. I'm talking with Harrison Beecher, who's managing partner of Coalition uh, Property Group in uh, D.C. Uh, He's a Keller Williams agent and D.C. native. And today we're really talking about millennials and how to convert, uh, turn millennials into into, uh, buyers. So um, Harrison, let me ask you this. Facebook, that was 10 years ago. Instagram is really the new, new way to reach millennials. How do you basically take Instagram and turn that into a lead? So I think it's all about the content you post and engagement. Um, a couple different strategies our team uses to convert Instagram leads is making sure that people know what they're coming to our page for. So build out a consistent habit. Something as goofy as it sounds is I get up at 5.50 every morning. I screenshot my calendar and my uh, you know app that shows my alarm. And when I don't do it some days, like if I'm on vacation, people actually reach out to me and say, are, are you okay? What's wrong? <laughs> yeah. If you're looking to engage with folks on Instagram and convert them, build out a consistent habit. If you're starting from scratch, though, do not try to sell stuff or sell yourself. You want to sell or you want to talk about your expertise. So when you're touring properties, when you're out in the field doing things, give them an additional level of context or analysis about what you're seeing over what they could just find on their own. In terms of when you're marketing a specific property, do you want to actually say, Hey guys, here's a great property for you. Mm-hmm. Do, you do you actually want to do that? I'll spend though? I'll spend a little bit more time on the details of it. So if I'm walking through um, something as simple as like the natural light here really helps enhance these. Uh, historic hardwood floors. This is a soft pine from the 1920s. Pretty rare to find in this area. Something specific like that. And if we want to talk about converting them, step one is content and something consistent where they know to come back to you. Step two is making sure that when they reach out, you have an efficient way to get to the appointment. Okay, And everything in real estate we know is about getting to the appointment to talk specifically about buying and selling, but we don't do that in the post. So when I'm putting stuff out there that people are engaging with me and asking questions about, I use a service called Acuity, A-C-U-I-T-Y, which makes me, lets me create a custom web page that's synced to my calendar. So within a couple of seconds with somebody reaching out, and I'm a, a nerd, so I save a shortcut on my Apple phone, uh, my iPhone that just is three letters I type. It fills out my calendar link, and I can send that to somebody within a couple minutes of them inquiring in general. And I don't want to get too in-depth in the conversation online, but I want to say, oh, thank you so much for reaching out about this. Let's set up a time to talk about it later. Click the link on my schedule. We can either set up a phone call or a meeting in person. That quick response from when they are interested really helps me get to the appointment. And then when I get to the appointment, I know I'm going to close it. Yeah. Now, yeah, you're licensed in the DMV, but one of the things that we've seen is is the change, I think, in what D.C. has to offer. offer. You know, I mean, we're not talking parquet floors anymore. You were talking about hardwood floors. But um, the amazing thing in transformation is some of these luxury apartments that have concierges, rooftop decks, uh, you know, waterfall pools, uh, 
you know, pet, uh, pet walking areas. I mean, mm-hmm. what kind of amenities are, uh, are millennials looking for? Uh, the internal building amenities are nice, but I feel like what more people care about is kind of the lifestyle close to where they live. So a lot of the education we do with our clients is explain how small the city is. And if you can't quite afford that Wharf or U Street or DuPont or Adams Morgan hot home, go a mile and a half to two miles east, north or south, and you might be a little bit better off finding something that's not far away. But I mean, I think people like to have some type of grocery nearby all the time, some type of fitness uh, facility. There was some study it talked about that ranked DC as one of the top five fittest cities in the country based on gyms, yoga studios, bar, biker, every type of class nearby. People like to be close to those. And then nightlife. So all the cool restaurants, um, all the fusion places to eat, go to happy hour, brunch is huge as well. Uh, Our clients are really concerned about how they get to the areas where they have a good time. Yeah. I mean, DC's walk score is off the charts, which is absolutely fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I was going to say, is, is in terms of that, what kind of areas are you seeing? You mentioned, you know, U Street, 14th Street, but somewhere, you know, what are the, some of the up and coming areas that you want to be able to tell a millennial, hey, let's check this out? For sure. Interestingly enough, a lot of our clients, based on their price point and their budget, automatically end up in these areas because everything else is pretty expensive. So our team really specializes in uptown D.C., um, east of 16th Street, uh, the 20011, 17, 18, 12 zip codes, specifically around Fort Totten Metro. We do a lot of business around there because it's a overlapping of three different metro lines. There is green space, which is another you know talking point that not many people consider is that when especially older millennials that are starting families, Sometimes a lot of them do want to look out and see a little grass, a little green. And there's not a ton of areas west of the river that have that. That Fort Totten, Michigan Park, Riggs Park area is one of them. People really love it. Um, also around Brookland Metro is where we do a lot of work and where my second home is as well. So I'm like a lot of realtors. I sell close to where I live. And I've been fortunate to help build community in those neighborhoods and bring a lot of my friends that live near me. Now, let me switch gears here because, I mean, we're going to get a lot of millennials in the next few years. And we're all talking about Amazon, 25,000 workers at least. Hey, okay, not all of them are going to be millennials, but we know the tech workers are, you know, the new generation. They like coding. This is a perfect opportunity uh, for them. And where do you see them going? Obviously, they're going to be in uh, National Landing, Northern Virginia, but are they all going to be there or are they going to filter out to D.C. and and Maryland? Again, I think as folks come in with their budget, they're going to go to what they can afford. And what yeah, Metro Line is uh, Nations Landing or South Arlington or Alexandria on. Whatever Green they're and, calling it this week. <laughs> I know, all those names. Green and yellow. So fortunately, the neighborhoods I was just talking about are right off the Green Line. Um, then there's a ton of opportunity in some of the neighborhoods east of the Anacostia River, um, Deanwood, uh, Anacostia, Fort DuPont, Hillcrest, Penn Branch, like some of these areas that have always had a pretty beautiful housing stock but weren't activated because the amenities weren't there. What I'm predicting and what I'm seeing happening with my clients is that folks are getting more open-minded to some of these emerging neighborhoods further north, east, and south. And that's where a lot of that Amazon overflow is going to come. Because as we all know, South Arlington is already crazy expensive. Like you have to either go, from a Virginia standpoint, like down past like Woodbridge, or you got to come up to northeast D.C. or over to Prince George's County. I think that's where we're going to see a lot of these um, kind of intermediate price point millennials focused because that's what they can afford. Hey, Harrison, I got one question. I know this is on everybody's mind. Everybody hates when millennials ghost. And if you don't know what ghosting is, basically you're talking to them and boom, they disappear and you never hear from them again. Why do they do that? And how do we fix that? And and is there a way around that? 
So I think it's, so in terms of why, I think it's a symptom of how much we multitask and how often in terms of our sales activity, we are looking at a lot of different things. So for a realtor to secure that millennial that you've been in conversation with and they just go completely dead on you, instead of the follow-up saying, hey, how have you been? Just wondering where things are and like asking a question, I'd recommend offer something. Offer something extra of value. So instead of saying, hey, we were talking before and you completely fell off the map and I'm angry at you about it, say, hey, for the neighborhood we were talking about before, I want to make sure you saw this article about the most recent update. Whenever you're ready to pick this conversation back up, I'm here and I'd love to help. Right. So, so it's, but, I think it's a value standpoint instead of a, it's about that sales cycle. When we feel like we're being sold to and we also are looking at a lot of different ways, we don't think we have to get back to you because we got all the answers elsewhere. Give me something I don't have. Give me something new, some other type of valuable nugget that will draw me back in. So bottom line, don't give up. Don't give up. Keep at it. Now, we only got a few minutes left, but in general, what advice do you have for realtors in this market to reach that audience? We've got baby boomers who are downsizing. You know, they're leaving their houses in the suburbs, their kids are grown, and they want to be closer to D.C., and which is fantastic. They want to go to the museums. They want to be able to walk to, you know, National Mall. They want to be able to, you know, really be close to the action and get a second bite of the apple. Maybe they had that 20, 30, 40 years ago, and D.C.'s changed so much. Is How do you market to them and sort of bring them into D.C.? I'm talking about so multi-generational, so looking at both sides. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I feel like any realtor shouldn't pigeonhole themselves, but you should always have your different methods for connecting with and communicating to all client sectors. So for us, uh, in terms of connecting with millennials, we talked about that social media presence. But because I grew up in the area, uh, a strategy that I've used is making sure I connect back with both my high school and my college networks and my friend's parents that live nearby. I'm being able to show signs of success because where are, are most of my friend's parents? They are actually all over Facebook, too. So if I'm putting out the right messaging about neighborhoods, places we're selling, listings that we have, events that we've got, um, that same messaging is going to reach both audiences. It's just a difference in how you respond to them when they reach out to you. Yeah. And, and, and last question, you got about 30 seconds left. It, you know, we've got 11,000 members. They're not all young. And, and we were talking about how the average realtor, certainly 54, you know, female. Bottom line, how do they reach this audience? Value, 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 value. So no matter where you come to this from, if you're a brand new realtor, if you've been around for a long time, think about the value nuggets that you have, what you've learned in life from either living in the area or owning property in the area. Focus on that. Tell that story on the different platforms that we've got. And by articulating that value, you're going to attract all the buyers you want to get. So expertise counts. Hey, listen, we're talking to Harrison Beecher, Managing Partner Coalition Properties in D.C. from Keller Williams. Hey, this was great. Great advice for realtors talking about millennials. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure. Thank you for listening to Real Talk with GCAR. As always, we hope you found this podcast as another resource from your Greater Capital Area Association of Realtors. Keeps you informed, educated, and motivated. If you have any questions, comments, or topics you'd like to hear us cover, or even if you'd like to be a guest on our podcast, please send us an email to communications at gcar.com. And remember, the Real Talk with GCAR podcast can be heard 24 hours a day, seven days a week on your favorite device right from our website at gcar.com. And make sure you subscribe to our GCAR YouTube channel, like us on Facebook at GCAR2, and on Twitter at GCAR Now. Thank you for listening.